0: Good morning and welcome to Practice Laps, our daily discipleship podcast. I'm Chad Ballard, the lead pastor at Mount Vernon Baptist Church. Uh, This morning, I I, I was just looking for what God might have me to talk about with you guys. And and I've come to a passage that is one of my favorites. And I just want to read a bit of it to you and then then look at it together. In John chapter 9, beginning in verse 1, is the story of the healing of of a blind man. It says this, As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? Jesus answered, It was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me as long as it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and applied the clay to his eyes and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sin. So he went away and washed and came back seeing I've always loved this passage because I love stories and I love these visual things that you can just see as you read them. And uh, this story is just rich in uh, in in imagery. And I love the story because this this guy is blind and and Jesus has compassion on him and and he he tells his disciples the reason the man is in this condition is so that others may see the power of God in Jesus as he heals him and uh, and my favorite image in this is it, just funny to me and, and it, it sounds kind of gross you know you wonder why did Jesus not just touch his eyes and heal him but instead Jesus spits up this big loogie on the ground in this mud and makes this clay so you imagine it being thick I know this is gross but it's just the image of it and, and rubbing it on his eyes and so i've thought about that a lot of times because jesus tells him in this story and this is great he says to him go wash in the pool of siloam which is translated sent. so he sent him away and washed and he came back seeing. you notice in that that jesus did not tell him go wash so that you will be able to see Jesus didn't promise him that. Jesus put the spittle on his eye, the mud on his eye, and then and then told him to go wash it off. Now part of me when I read this story has always thought, well, maybe that's why Jesus did it because the natural response if somebody spits in mud and wipes on your eyes to go somewhere and wash it off. So you think you know Jesus almost forced him you know to go and do this, but that's really not the case. It, this was not a forced thing at all. But Jesus makes him no promise of healing. And that that blows my mind in this story because the world seems to say when it comes to faith, the world seems to say, show me and I will believe. But Jesus says to us, believe and I will show you. And and that's interesting because one of the things that, that we see in this story is, because Jesus told him, you know, you go and wash, Jesus is saying to him, if you'll believe, I'll show you something great. He doesn't say those words, but that's the inference here, because if he believes and is obedient to Jesus and he'll go and wash off, he comes back being healed. And so without a promise of healing, he he is healed because he's obedient. He believes first and then he is healed. You know, I look at that in our own life, and I think it's interesting that so often we love to point out that God is concerned with the the, the inward man, with our heart. And so a lot of times people use that to justify sin in their life, and it should never be that way. But we love to think of Jesus being concerned with our heart. So let me turn the tables on you just a minute. Isn't it a bit hypocritical that we want we love the fact that Jesus is concerned more with the heart than with the outward action? He he wants to he's concerned with the heart that motivates outward action. And yet we only want to see God outwardly working good on our behalf, and we don't trust his heart even when we can't see the good that he's working, to know that even when circumstances aren't what we would hope they would be, we can still trust him. We ought to know Jesus well enough, if we have followed him very long, to believe and then let him show us just like this man did. To, to know that God only wants what's best for us even when we can't understand it and, and to trust him, uh, trust his heart, knowing that his heart is good toward us. I, I think that'd be a great lesson for all of us to learn to trust God's heart toward us even when we can't see what's happening. We shouldn't have to have a promise that everything's gonna be the way we would want it. You know, God's will is for us what we would want If we had enough sense to want it, uh, to understand his way is always best. You know, one of my favorite parts of this too, and I I don't want to talk about this passage without at least touching on this before we finish. It, It says that if you read on into this, there was a great controversy over this healing. And so the Pharisees began to accuse Jesus of sinning uh, because he had healed this man the way he did. And and so it it says in verse uh, 24, so a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner talking about Jesus. And I love the response. He said, he then answered, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, I was blind and now I see. You know, I love that attitude. One thing I know is that I was a lost sinner and today I'm saved. And so no matter what life brings, I hope that all of us can learn to trust God's heart toward us because not only in our salvation, but in every aspect of life, God has shown himself faithful if we'll just place our faith in him with whatever life holds for us. And that's today's practice lap that I hope helps you to run the race very well.